forever. Dog. Hello and welcome to the beauty parlor. That's right, the only podcast in history where we talk beauty, makeup, um, uh, 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 skincare, hair, um, and uh, feeling hot, like being pretty on the inside. I want to say. <laughs> And here's my guest, Faria Khan. Oh my God. What's up, Mary? What's up, everyone? What's up to the podcast universe? I'm so stoked to have you on. Oh, um, thank you. I'm stoked to be here. Do you have any initial thoughts on beauty? Uh, do I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got a ton. Um, where do I start? I don't know. You said it's your inner- brain. Yeah, I know. It's my brain. Sometimes I wish it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm totally, um, I'm happy with myself sometimes. Um, you mentioned inner beauty. Thank you. Uh, I think there's more to say on that. Outer beauty, duh, we all know it. Wash your face three times a day, put on moisturizer, and wear makeup, okay? okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, um, inner beauty. Mm-hmm. It's good? Oh, yeah. You like it? Um, What is or that? Or do you not like inner beauty? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't like it. <laughs> You don't like it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, you do like it. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Good. What does it mean? Um, it's like I think it's when you're nice to people and so okay. then you, you don't even need to be wicked hot. You just like have a glow about you. Uh, yeah. You know. Wow, that's actually gorgeous. Yeah, pe- you know people say that. Mhm. People are like her face is like sunshine, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's because it's coming from the inside. No highlighter can do that. It's so true. <laughs> so I have a beauty quiz for you. Oh, no. You know how like in Teen Girl mags, yeah. sometimes they have quizzes? Totally, duh. <laughs> and the quizzes will be like, if you said mostly A's, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, then you're fat. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> yeah, duh. Okay, so here's a beauty quiz. If you had to use one lipstick for the rest of your life, (laughs) would you use A, Kylie Lip Kit, B, Fenty by Rihanna, C, that Glossier Goop that comes in the the tube, or D, the Revlon one that's kind of like Kylie, but less expensive? Um, I'm going to have to go with B, Rihanna. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) Yeah. And like, she's a woman of color. And I don't think that many people really think about making colors for women of color. It's actually a sad fact. Even though Kylie kind of pretends to be a woman of color. Yeah, that's disturbing. We'll get to that later. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Question number two. Let's wig out. If you had to wear a wig from now on... (laughs) (laughs) What would you pick? A, something punky and hardcore. Heck, I might make my hair look like that forever. (laughs) B, my hair is beautiful as is. I'm not covering it up. Or C, a moody black bob like a spy girl. Or D, um, a moody black bob but 
with um, ombre at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Honestly, I would not have said this when I was a little girl, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to have to go with, I actually think my hair is beautiful. Ooh, I like this. It took me a long time to embrace the texture and natural curls that I have, but now that I have, um, I wouldn't want to wear a bob because I don't think it would be fitting for like my face and body. I love it. We'll come back to this. Cool. And finally, question number three. I wear makeup, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) A, for me. B, for my mans. C, for the girls at school. I love setting trends. Uh, Or D, to make my family proud. (laughs) Wow, that's so deep. (laughs) That's so deep. Thank you. Um, I want to say that my answer is for me, but every now and then it is to make my family proud. Really? Because I want my mom to like me. Does she like you? Yeah, she loves me. That's good. But she's like, you should wear makeup when you go to this event. She goes to a lot of events. My mom's very social. Ooh. I'm the daughter of a socialite. Yeah. But I'm kind of like, I don't know, sort of an introvert, sort of a comedy guy. Yeah. <laughs> sort of an <laughs> underground badass. So. Yeah. Um. So like, it's just two different worlds. I don't like to dress up all girly, to be honest. Yeah. Maybe every now and then, but I don't really like feel like that's me. Yeah, which is so strange because right now you're wearing a skin tight um, latex dress. I know. And like I wore that today. So this is unusual for you. Well, I was just like had a bunch (laughs) of errands to do. So I thought I'd just wear something comfortable like a skin tight latex dress. With like a cutout. Yeah, with like a cutout over my belly so people can see what's going on. Whatever. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. So you've brought up two very interesting points. Yeah. One, makeup. Yeah. For different skin tones. Right. And loving your natural hair. I would love to hear about this because as you can see, I am the color of a paper and and, um, my hair doesn't take a form. So I haven't really grappled with these themes personally. Interesting, Mary. Thank you. That's why there are so many bobs on the quiz. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I mean, that's great. You look great in a bob. Oh my God, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so like... Okay, yeah, I don't think they make that much makeup for skin tones. But I will say, I don't really wear that much makeup. So, like, I also don't, like, I'm not, like, in the makeup market. I kind of wear the same thing every time. I just wear Bare Minerals blush, a little mascara. I'm really into this pink eyeshadow I have right now. And if I'm feeling wild, I'll put, like, an eyeliner with, like, one of those, like, pencils Mm-hmm. Not, I don't like the sticks. The sticks are weird. Yeah, I like the little pencils. Sometimes I think they're supposed to be for your eyebrows or some shit, but they do a really good job as eyeliner. And then you get like this thick eyeliner, and everyone's always like, "What's up?" Everyone always like likes me better when because I think it like makes your eyes stand out, and then people are like way nicer to you, which mm-hmm. is something I've noticed about being a woman is if you look hot, everyone's nicer to you. Yeah, for sure. I learned that at a young age. Wow. You know, I was thinking about makeup the other day. Yeah. And um, I was thinking being the color of paper. Yeah, which you are. Whenever I'm buying makeup, I go all the way to the left and I get the one that will say fair or fair light or (laughs) porcelain or whatever. And anything to the right 
of the most pale one, I'm like, that's going to look crazy on me. Yeah, it'd be like a different color. You know, one time, hmm. remember that show for like the competition for models, like reality show? I don't think it was top models. I think it was like before that. Oh. There was like some show back in the day, like when we were younger, and like there were these models and they all had to like walk down this runway. And then a panel of judges would just judge them to their faces. This is American TV wow. at yeah. the height of it. And this one model, she was a woman of color, a black woman. She walks down. She's like hot. She's like tall. She's wearing heels. She's like, mm -mm. she's strutting. Mm -hmm. You know, you're like, okay, damn. And then she gets to the thing and the panel, this one judge on the panel was like, uh, your concealer or whatever is like a completely different color from your skin tone. So you look like so stupid. Oh my God. He just tore her apart. And like you watched the confidence leave her eyes. Like you saw it in her eyes. She was just like, damn. Like it was crazy. That is crazy. Also, it's interesting because that's the look now. To have a different color? Yeah. What? Um, Like extreme contouring. Uh, like to have over here i'm touching my under eyes like this should be um a million shades lighter than the sides of your face uh, is how everyone does it and their nose and their you know kardashian style yeah i don't fuck with that you don't fuck with that i don't so i was thinking yeah i always have to go all the way to the left <clears throat> yeah and then if i had super super dark skin that i was like i mean I have to buy the makeup all the way to the right. I don't know how the heck you buy makeup if you're anything in between. Well, I'll tell Isn't you, isn't it really trial and error? Because some of these drugstore things, you can't you can't open them up. I don't wear any like I basically just don't wear anything that would require a skin tone match. I would be so mad if I spent ten bucks on something at the drugstore and then it looked crazy on my face. I've uh, done that many times. Oh, That's geez. the whole issue. Is if you're a person of color. They like just don't care. They don't mm. try to match your shade. But I think I don't know if this is true, but I'm sure someone like Rihanna, like Fancy Beauty, would probably do that. They probably didn't more put more effort into it. I do remember too when I was younger. My dad is an entrepreneur, and I went to this entrepreneur event with him. And um, this woman there was like, she was like Pakistani, and she was like hot, and she was like an entrepreneur, and she invented this whole thing that was like this makeup line, and the whole thing was to like actually match it to like different shades of people of color like they just put in the extra effort to like get different shades anyways that's just a little bit of history in this country about how people um don't treat people of color like they're important but that's whatever <laughs> what's up cool yeah so when you were a teen were you like doing the flat iron or what were you doing a hundred percent whoa Totally. I was afraid of my natural hair. I have like really curly hair. And so I would just uh -huh. straighten it all the time and hope that boys would want to fuck me. Mm. Did it work? <laughs> <laughs> Not till way later. Mm. And I actually don't think that flat iron had anything to do with it. So. Yeah. When did you give up the straightening? I think like honestly, um, just like recently. I actually cut my hair short like last year. And that's mm -hmm. only when I really started to wear it curly just all the time. Mm -hmm. like it used to be pretty long and then I felt like I had to straighten it because I felt like it was too much to manage and it would be really messy all the time because it's hard to keep curly hair like I don't know not messy I guess mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then when I cut it short it was way easier to manage so now I just keep it curly all the time and I like haven't straightened it since in like a year I only straightened it like one time I'm glad thanks Mary <laughs>
Thank you. You're welcome. This is cool. I guess. I don't know. Did I get too <laughs> intense with all the race stuff? No, it was good. It's actually interesting because I was listening to... Um, see, I don't think I really know what I'm doing with this pod. Yeah. I think I like to do different formats. And then when I don't have much prepared, I say, we'll talk about makeup. <laughs> yeah. Because I think it's kind of funny, even if you're like, well, I think it's good. People like hearing about it if they yeah. do crap to their face and hair. Yeah. Um, and also, if you don't know about it and you just talk nonsense about it, that's kind of funny. So it seems pretty ripe as a yeah. podcast um, format. But on the way here, I was listening to like an actually good what podcast? Podcast. Um, it was Code Switch. Oh yeah, I haven't actually heard that one, but so, I heard it's cool. Um, their most recent episode is called Pretty Hurts. <gasps> and now this is just an ad for Code Switch. Um, they deserve it. They deserve it. So it was all about um, beauty standards and it had different segments. One segment was um, <clears throat> about how like the, what's it called? The Korean surgery. Oh yeah, to like make your eyes bigger. Yeah. It's like big in Korea. Yeah, yeah, the double fold, I guess, is Something like what that. it's called. Um, so they're talking about the origin of that and yeah. how it's viewed over there and that from like a U.S.-centric point of view, it's very like these poor East Asian women are trying to look like white people, but they were saying that like in Asia, it's very like it's such a thing in South Korea that if you do it, it's like you're trying to look South Korean. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, it's like it deeply in the culture at this point. Yeah. Like maybe at this point, they're not even, um, it's not even on the surface of consciousness, of awareness that that is rooted in trying to look more Western because of all the media and ads and everything that were served everywhere. And it's mm -hmm. kind of like spreads maybe throughout the world is like this Western ideal of beauty. Or because also, of colonialism and shit. What's interesting to me about plastic surgery is that it all originated from like uh, cosmetic surgeons in wartime, like what? fixing people's faces. Oh, and they, then yeah. being like, well, I guess once this war is done, I can keep making money <laughs> now <I'll just laughs> if I market this keep as making, a thing. Yeah, so they're saying ass, that like the double fold. Um, like originated that way it was like an american surgeon Ooh. in korea um like <clears throat> fixing people's faces who like had serious facial injuries yeah and then he was like well this is what eyes look like wow yeah well they also have this thing in korea that's big about skin whitening yeah like everything, every kind of cream or whatever you get there is like skin whitening. It's and that's true. actually huge in like India and Pakistan. That's so sad. <laughs> yeah, it's like really, really sad. And yeah. like in a lot of those cultures, if you're like dark skinned, you're like shamed for it. That sucks. Everything sucks, actually. Wow. Yeah, racism is so deeply embedded in the culture that we like don't even know anymore. On this earth, baby. Yeah. Um. What were the other excellent segments? Another one was about... Um, You're just going to deconstruct Yeah, I'm just going to tell you everything <laughs> that happened in the podcast. <laughs> um, so another segment was about um, Latina beauty ideals and 
that you have to be curvy. If you're not curvy, then you just look like a skinny white girl. But you also need to have a tiny, teeny tiny waist. Yeah. And um, very few people actually truly look like that without yeah. augmentation. So it was talking about that and yeah. how... Um, bulimia and binge eating disorders are super duper high yeah. in the Latin community. Wow. Um, some people say that it's higher than uh, the white community. And which it's typically, high in the white community. Typically, you think uh, that's the eating disorder people. Yeah. But, yeah. And, wow. and then they were talking about... Um, uh, Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here to let you know about our latest episode of Office Hours Live. Office Hours is great fun. With the great John Early and Theta Hamill. Very handsome. Thank they're you. Here, they're, thank you. They're here to talk about their new movie, Stress Positions. And we just had a, a wonderful time. There was a lot of laughter and joy. Don't believe me? Well, listen for yourself on the podcast app of your choice. You're not going to want to miss a second. That's at Office Hours Live. At the podcast app of your choice. Bum, 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 bum. I love Vic and Doug and I love drinking my wine. Like decolonizing beauty standards. Yeah, and, I love that. Um, like the Black is Beautiful movement and natural yeah. hair. And that was kind of a nice way that they ended their podcast because it was um, it was like old people talking about like, oh, yeah. I like it when young people say, I hope I look like you when I'm old because when I was a young person, I did not like having this hair and blah, oh, blah, blah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I think that's gorgeous. Yeah. It's like, I wonder like how long it's because it's like we're all maybe in this phase, our generation of like becoming aware of all this type of shit mm -hmm. that has been oppressing us quietly. But like the more and more we're like getting older, it's like the more people are talking about it. And now like younger kids are so aware of this stuff so early. And it's like, I mean, this is part of our history, like so deeply, like the oppression and the, and the colonization and all that. And it's like, at what point, cause this is like so many years of history and maybe I don't know if our generation really is just having some kind of like major epiphany altogether or if it's like every generation just goes through this and then does it just go back the other way? Because like in the 70s, wasn't everyone super progressive and then they made all these strides, but then they went back to conservatism. I mean, that's what's going on is like we had these strides forward and then like the other half of the country was like, actually, we'd love to have Trump for president. <laughs> You know, and then it's Gosh. like, uh, he's actually racist and doesn't care about any of this shit. So it's like, it's a battle. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? I do get what you're saying. Um, I think for sure it is like, a, is this even the word that I want to say? It's not generational. What I am trying to say is I think it is a thing that happens just with humans and yeah. this culture that but that's when kind you of... become an adult, you become more aware of like... Um, how the history affects the way that you look at things and the way people yeah. are treated and so on. Um, so I think, I don't think it's a brand new thing, but yeah, uh, I think we do. But maybe it builds on it a little bit. Yeah, I think. Because it's way too sad to think that it just never gets time. better. Yeah, it just builds on it slightly. Like yeah. we just, every generation takes like baby steps forward. It's true. I mean- it's still like when you look at the statistics of like who's 
uh, modeling at Fashion Week. It's yeah. like the women of color is always like a very, very, very sad yeah. <laughs> amount of people. I know. But we're watching the TV. We're watching the commercials. And there's we're seeing cool the ads. And I mean, it just wasn't like that in like 1960. Yeah. You know? And like, like yeah, that's we didn't. pretty huge. We didn't right? have shows like. Issa Rae has a show that's right? just all about like black millennials and like maybe one day they'll <laughs> let me make a show <laughs> in front and you know just crap like that and like that is true those are strides forward but at the same time it's like you know in the there was that time when we were kids where um you know people talk about there were like a ton of like black shows on TV yeah. But then they all went away. It's true. It's and true. then now it's having a resurgence. But is that going to happen again? And if so, that's actually fucked up. Like, I think how it, can you make strides and then take it away? I think it depends on who is the head at the network. Yeah. You know, there was an excellent podcast on uh, this subject. <laughs> this is a podcast um, to listen to for references to other podcasts. What is that podcast I like? I think it's called Latino USA by NPR maybe. Did you get really into that because you used to date a Latina? Maybe. I'm <laughs> very interested in the culture. <laughs> um, but Latino USA is an excellent program. They, they're they so good. They talk about what's going on in the world and what's going on in history and um, and also sometimes they just talk to celebs. Anyways, they had a recent episode where um, they were interviewing the lady who she wrote Gola Gola Islands and Taina. Do you know these shows? Um, I remember Gola Gola Island. I oh my god! I can't believe I'm hearing this right what? now. Anyways, Gola Gola Island was like a Nick Jr. show. Yeah, I re- totally remember that. Um, that shit was tight. That shit was tight. And then Taina was a show that was. Uh, what show would it? It's like a young adult. It's like a family yeah. sitcom. Okay, cool. I can like understand the vibe already. And so it revolves around Taina and she is a high schooler at a performing arts high school in New York Whoa, City. Cool. And she is a Puerto Rican. Okay. And she lives in a multi-generational family and she's, you know, in between worlds of American <laughs> pop culture and her Puerto Rican family values. Very cool. And anyway, so there are talking about how Nickelodeon used to be way more of color and it was because the head of the network Uh, was like we need to do this and not even from like from the heart thing I think they did have good intentions but also they were like look at the emerging Latino market we need to (laughs) diversify our it's always economical and if anything like that happens now it's because there's like a huge demand for it and they're like we have to or they'll skin our asses (laughs) which is like cool cool (laughs) but I used to love Nickelodeon Nickelodeon um did seem to become all white well, I don't even know years. what's going on. Remember when Nickel? I was. Were you obsessed with Nickelodeon when you were younger? Because oh, I, I definitely yeah. was. Uh, we're talking about all of that. We're talking about Keenan and Kel. We're talking about the Amanda Show was funny. I'm sorry. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. I heard all that might come back. <gasps> oh my God! All that we're talking. All that. Oh. Uh, 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 uh. Anyways, so <laughs> it was really interesting listening to this lady talk about 
fucking creating Gola Gola Island and Taina because she wasn't even like a TV lady. I forget what her job was, but she just like randomly was like, "Mm, yeah, I think I want to write a TV show about a black family. That would probably be good. That's like so (laughs) awesome. Some people's lives are just so cool. But like, yeah, that's like really awesome. And like, holy shit, like to have that as a child and like we didn't even like like, I don't know if I realized, like, how cool that was. No, of course not. You know? It's not like you were four years old being like, this is huge yeah. as a moment. <laughs> yeah, I was like, had my American flag kind of in my living room. Yeah, like, oh, my God. Even now, it's like to just even still see anything about myself represented on screen makes me lose my mind. Wow. If I saw anything that was at all relatable to, like, a Pakistani American family or South Asian family, I'm like... Wow, this feels so huge in this way I can't even express. It like goes really deep and it feels like you're really seeing because. Wow. So what what movies or shows or anything else um, has done that for you? Um, barely anything, but I will say um, Hasan Minaj's special, uh-huh, uh-huh. Homecoming King. I mean, he just talks about being brown in America and that's really relatable. Um, what else is there? Um... Wajahat Ali had a play that he wrote that's about a South Asian family. That's relatable. What's it called? Um, I actually forgot. Nice. But you can look it up online. Okay. He writes a lot. He's like a journalist and he also wrote this cool play. I remember I bought the, the book of the play a while, a few years ago, and that felt anything that I see that's like remotely related to my culture, I'm like, I need this. Mm-hmm. And I buy it. And so like there's that. Oh, um. Well, Hari Kondabolu made that thing about a poo. Uh-huh. And it's like, even if you're not 100% like in agreement with whatever, which it's like, honestly, just cool to see someone who looks like you and talks like you and understands your cultural background to like be there. Yeah. And like, because it just feels really big. And also, um, um, wait, who else was that? Um, oh, um. Camille Nanjiani's movie, The Big oh, Sick. Yeah. And again, that's one that where it was like kind of controversial, like how he represented like um, South Asian women and like, you know, because uh, people. Because they were boring. Well, yeah, something. some people got like, really mad because the them. love story was like of him with a white woman <laughs> mm-hmm. and then like all the um, the girls, the suitors, I don't know, the girls that came in, the South Asian girls that he like didn't want to be with we're, we're all kind of like these stereotypical like kind of like lame like sort of like <laughs> homie girls but like you know maybe he just didn't but that was like their actual love story like he actually right. is married to a white woman and like maybe cinematically the way they chose to uh portray that is what the what whatever that's like the way that fit into the story mm-hmm. for them but maybe it was kind of messy because maybe it, they didn't think about how that could be <laughs> hurtful but also it's like sucks that like that was like the one fucking movie about brown people ever made and it's like it was all on their shoulders to do everything right, right. it's like maybe let some other brown people make some movies then we'll all just make little mistakes together like white people make mistakes all the time it's so true and then you guys all but it kind of all washes out sure <laughs> evens yeah. out can i make a controversial statement Please. Have you seen the movie La La Land? Oh, no. Here's my take on La La Land. Okay. Two or three years late. I don't know. I love Um, this. I thought La La Land was excellent. And I think it got a lot of flack 
especially on the online Mm -hmm. about um, this is white mediocrity. But here is what I have to say. There are so many bad movies made every year oh by white God. people. Yes. Why are you picking on Lala? Yeah, that's <laughs> Can't actually you pick true. another one <laughs> to be like the sacrificial lamb? Like, you, it's nice. Just watch. It's a musical. Come that's on. That's like really funny. I actually never saw it, but I do think like Ryan Gosling was in it, right? And yeah, I was, yeah. I mean, I do think they're great actors. I probably would have liked the it. The Whiplash like, director. Come on. It's a great it's, movie. Sure, you know what it could, that could have been? I think it was like on the coat tales of like wasn't it around the same time that it was like oscars so white and that whole thing that like hashtag and stuff and yes and it also came out the same year as moonlight so right. i think people were like if, if you moonlight, moonlight doesn't yeah, yeah and that's actually fair because moonlight is incredible i did see that but like i don't know i think it's like if it comes on the coattails of that like can i say a controversial sure, statement please um i mean it's kind of like i was talking about this with someone recently mm-hmm. it's kind of like the whole aziz and sorry controversy mm-hmm. happened right after the me too thing got really big and it's like is what he did like illegal or whatever and it's like kind of technically no Right. And then everyone was like, well, Aziz sucks now and blah, 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 which is like whatever. Everyone can have their own opinions. Yeah. And I'm not even trying to defend him. Also, I forgot to say Master of None as a show about brown people that was about brown people. Sure, but yeah. anyways, um, but it's like that's an interesting thing, too, because it came on the right. tails like of this huge thing. Like if that story came out six years ago, it's then like, it would have been like, ha ha, he's well, so creepy. <laughs> like yeah, people like, wouldn't have treated it with gravity. I'm sure like that girl wouldn't have thought to like, go talk to a journalist from babe.net babe.net <laughs> at the time you know she would have just told her friends and been like wow that sucks and maybe like as she could have just told people she met in her life and been yeah. like i had this really bad hookup with the season sorry haha but then it's like she had to go to babe.net and like leak the story i mean the story was stupid it was on babe.net the way it was written was so bad but like yeah and it's like he didn't do anything illegal or whatever. It sounds like he was just rude. I don't know. It sounds like he was like, yeah, just a nasty dude. Like yeah. just like, <laughs> just like, I don't know. I guess a if lot you're, of dudes are. That's a lot like of sounds dudes exactly. Are rude. I think like the conversation I've had with so many women is like we've all experienced something like that. Yeah, where like some dudes just like, <laughs> like just like trying a bone and like does mm-hmm. not care how much you're there producer andrew yeah, I have a comment. yes um, please the reason that she got upset though is because he was wearing a time's up pin at mm. oh okay i do think that's fair i can see how why she got upset completely i'm not trying to shame that girl although she did talk about how he ordered like red wine and she wanted white wine yes. and that's embarrassing she wanted, like, but so yeah yeah, like she had, she said some shit that was a little bit embarrassing, but like whatever. And she did sound like kind of a privileged 23 year old girl, but whatever. And she was trying to hook up with somebody. I don't know, whatever. I'm not trying to shame her. But that is annoying. And the other thing that's annoying is Aziz Ansari was Mr. Modern Love. Like he wrote a book about it, about how much, um, love and dating right now is so dehumanized and all his entire special was about it and it's like okay but then you're just trying to hook up with this 23 year old who like maybe looks up to you and like you're not even going to take the time to check in and see how into it she is 
I don't right. know. That's the thing. It's like none of us were there, so we can't say. But it's well, like I was there. But okay, Mary was actually there. I was Mary there lives but at I his house. I don't want to talk about it because <laughs> I have allegiances to both of us. I understand that you're really tight with both of them. And but... I work at Babe.net. <laughs> <laughs> That's your new job you've been talking about. Yeah. Congrats, girl. Finally, I can announce. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just like, if you're hooking up with someone, shouldn't you? That's the part where it's just like, that's the part that trips you up. It's like, if you're hooking up with someone, aren't you checking in? Like, if you're if you're not on some kind of power play shit, wouldn't you just, like, check in? And if someone's not that into it, wouldn't you just, like, notice that? The way that she would describe it is, I don't know if you recall. Yeah, the claw, the claw hand was <laughs> yeah. pretty disgusting. That. That's, that's so gross. Yeah, yeah, it just sounds kind of like gross. He yeah. just sounds like a grossy dude in that. Mm-hmm. That sucks though, because we don't yeah. have that many brown comedians that are doing that well, like that are at the cellar or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why I just referenced the cellar, but well. Hassan Minaj performs there, so we got him. <laughs> so uh-huh. Probably some, probably a couple <laughs> other people. I don't know. Wow. Anyways, anyways. <laughs> Have you seen Brigadoon on Broadway? <laughs> <laughs> no, what's that? Um, Brigadoon is a <laughs> musical about is it, some sort of magic town. Cool. I don't know how you go there. You, you get transported <laughs> there um, somehow. And um, Asif Monvi was the star of Brigadoon. Oh, there the we go. Recent. Another Brad- I did see his <laughs> one man show. Really? Was it yeah. good? Did you like it? It was pretty cool. It was about like brown people too and like. He played all these different characters and it was about like a, a couple that like immigrated to the U.S. and how like the difficulties of that and like they opened some restaurant. It was pretty like, oh, shit, that is hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That shit's cool, man. It's cool to talk about that stuff. So as a person who does stand up comedies. Yeah. And maybe wants to write or pitch television shows. Yeah. How do you... Um, like, manage or think about like the. Oh, I want to like do my own thing and do yeah. something for my imagination, and yeah. then pressure internally and on the outside of like, don't you want to talk about your brown <gasps> <Yeah>. family? <laughs> oh my god, you are such an ally! I cannot <laughs> tell you how real that is. No, truly, like that's something I've thought about, and I actually have a new stand-up joke about because Ooh. it's like there's so much pressure about that. You yeah. feel it. One time, I wrote this pilot a few years ago, and I and someone like. Smart. I paid money for them to read it and give me notes and I like trusted her opinion and she was like listen if you're gonna do this identity angle like about being brown or whatever that's what's gonna get you like all these like ins and stuff and it's just like yeah that's like what you're told that's like what the industry tells yeah. you and I'm actually writing a pilot right now and I am kind of focusing on that, but I'm also like kind of not. And so I don't know, maybe that's a project where I'm like trying to learn the balance, but it's about a girl who wants to be a rapper, but she also happens to be Pakistani American and has to deal with the pressures of her family. <laughs> okay, anyways, so that's something I'm working on. And like, also it's just so real because sometimes I'm like, damn, I just want to be like, the thing is, if you are like a white guy, uh-huh. that's the person who has Default that privilege. That's who has that privilege to be like, yeah, I'm just going to make this shit. Like for, uh, I sometimes I'm like, wow, 
I don't know, maybe, but like, okay, like a show like Detroiters, uh-huh. which God bless, you know, hope it finds a new home. That show is so funny. Right. And the humor in it is just so lighthearted and stuff. It's just silly. It's just silly and it's fun and it's not about like identity or whatever. It's just about these guys in advertising for agency. It's like so funny and it's really about like, it's just like a kind of a universal story of like two dumb guys and everyone's like, yeah, that's cool. We're on yeah. board. And it's like, I want to make something like that one day, but I don't know if that means that maybe you have to, to at first, make stuff that's like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So like break into the industry, God. like speak to what they want you to or something. Although that sounds just like so lame, but at the same time, it's like, this career is hard as fuck, dude. I'm just yeah. trying to get, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a way. I'm trying to like, I would love to have a career. Gosh, I would love money. <laughs> I would love like money and success and like happiness. Oh yeah. Um, but um, I don't know. It's obviously complicated. But wow, what an incredible question! Wow. Okay. I will say at the same time, it's like I do want to see stuff that's relatable to me because mm-hmm. that always just feels good. Yeah. But like, it don't just to have it be so heavy handed, like. This is diversity is grossed me definitely, yeah. but like maybe how ASRA did it like that's so cool like insecure yeah. is cool it's just about people it's true and they just happen to be black it's not all about being black yeah and the race stuff they do on that show is funny like yeah what's the name of the place that she works oh, we got y'all oh yeah yeah that is really <laughs> well here's the thing i think if you are a person of color uh-huh. like obviously race plays a factor in your life right. if you're a person of color living in the states or whatever it's like obviously that is part of your experience so to completely ignore that would be a lie right but i don't think it needs to be all about that yeah like there's a great scene where they're having a meeting at <laughs> at work at We Got Y'all. Yeah. And they're like looking at the logo that someone designs and like her um her like excellent white ally friend is like, I just don't think it's okay that the hand is white <laughs> and, <laughs> and the children that are in the hand are not white. Yeah. I think that's bad optics. That's so and their deep. boss is like, oh, I didn't notice. Okay. Yeah. And it's that's so funny because that's so real, dude. Yeah. That's happening all the time. Yep. Yeah. White savior stuff. Mm-hmm. Remember help? That was another Emma Stone's oh, always yeah. in like the, the yeah, like problematic mix. like mixes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but remember that? Yeah, and that was remember like, when she was Asian? Yeah, <laughs> she's always like. And the thing is, remember her in Easy A? Yeah. When I first saw Easy A, I was like, "This girl is so cool." Yeah, I was like, "She's funny. She's a great actor. I love this character. It's so relatable." Mm-hmm. Even even though she was what I was like, I find this relatable. Some like bookish weird girl, you know, who's like having a hard time. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. it's like, damn, dude. I guess, you know, Hollywood was like, well, we'll just put you in every role now. I don't know. You gotta. You know what my mom says about her? What? She says that um, Lindsay Lohan really messed up and that when Lindsay Lohan got all messed up on drugs and stopped showing up to work, that left a vacuum where a red-haired freckle girl was able to swoop in and And take everything that she's gotten and all the awards that she's been nominated for. 
Lindsay could have had them. That's actually a really solid theory because thank you, <laughs> dude. Thank you to your mom, mm-hmm. Lindsay Lohan was also an incredible actor. Yeah, she is. But maybe she just started too young because clearly this industry really like can fuck with you if you yeah. have fame when you're young. And if your family is not great, yeah, and like yeah. Just like to feel like your life is so empty and it's the only meaning is fame is depressing, probably. Anyways, so she could have been something, but and maybe that's why Emma Stone's doing good because she didn't get like famous until like she was like a late teen. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, yeah. Damn. Yeah. And Amanda Bynes too. Yeah. Amanda Bynes was so funny. Yeah. Oh my God. The Amanda show. Did you watch? I did watch. That show is so funny, dude. I used to like laugh out loud as a child watching you know what that. I liked when Amanda Bynes would play Ross Perot. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't remember this. Oh, you don't remember the 1996 election where Amanda <laughs> fucking Bynes, age 11, I guess, would play Ross oh Perot. Oh <laughs> my God. Yep. She was like so talented and she was just like a regular kid. Like I don't uh-huh. think like her family was like, famous or had connections she just was like really talented and did some like comedy summer camp and then they were like yeah you should have your own tv show (laughs) that's so crazy that's like true talent and then it's like she went crazy and that sucked if we can get back to a place where preteens are doing um political topical sketch comedy (laughs) um I would just think that's very funny. Man, the 90s was a cool, interesting time. Mm -hmm. In a way, it was kind of a utopia, and we took that for granted. Well, (laughs) maybe not. (laughs) That's just my own projection. Um, She's she's, um, good now, it seems. Yeah, she's really working on it. She went to FIT. Ooh. Was it FIT? I thought it was. In California. I thought she went to FIT. Yeah, she went back to school for like fashion marketing or merchandising or something like that. And she's like really getting it together. And she wants to get back in acting. Mm -hmm. She wants her own show. She wants everything. Yeah. But she's like taking her time. But I think she seems really self aware. Did you read that article too? I I can't keep up with like everything. (laughs) Yeah. She doesn't even know where she is right now. Yeah. I saw an interview with her where she was very. uh, I, what's the word? Neurotypical. She like she seemed fine. Is what I'm getting at. Oh, like she stable. Was, yeah, and she was talking about like getting, um, the correct mental health diagnosis yeah. and the right medication, and was like, yeah. oh, wow, I was acting really strange back then. She seems like super self aware and very like um, not guilt or shame, but the correct amount of like regret about how she like said fucked up shit on twitter when but also like did you because in this article that i read she was like i was just alone all the time because she like wasn't working Mm -hmm. and it's like i work from home and i deeply understand how you can go (laughs) insane if you're just like at your apartment by yourself for like many hours on end and you're like get on the internet and then it's like weird i do i'm like struggling with that and so i can understand that that's really that's like an understandable issue but like you know, she just was famous and I don't know. It also sounds like she maybe didn't have that many like, this is me projecting, but maybe she didn't have that many like great close friends who were like there for her. Because if she right. had that, maybe she wouldn't have gone crazy. 
But it's probably hard to have that if you're like an extremely successful child actor. That's true. Um, yeah, when Kanye West was most recently tweeting crazy stuff, it was yeah. making me think about like, wow, social media. Yeah. Um, what like a weird new phenomenon for <laughs> yeah. like when people are having like mental health issues, if they have that kind of a platform, it's like for everyone to see. Like, yeah, it's like not, every day there's like so, a million people writing crazy stuff online. And it's just like, yeah, oh, that's someone that you used to work with and they have yeah. 10 followers. Well, but it's for like someone to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, famous. So weird. And it's even obvious through like Instagram and everyone's like oh Instagram God. presence. Wait, <laughs> um, Kanye tweeted this thing and then Carmen Christopher retweeted <laughs> it and he said the funniest <laughs> shit. I forget. Kanye said some like apology or something thing like that and Carmen retweeted it and was like uh well I'm completely butchering it because I forgot but y'all should look it up it was hilarious he was like uh well uh, I don't remember it, it was like <laughs> man I wish I do because I'm just gonna say it. it's not gonna be funny but okay. you gotta look it up it was uh, really funny we'll look it up <laughs> let's see should I try to get back to a beauty premise <laughs> to wrap things up maybe I don't know sure uh da, da, da. I don't know what's your hair routine <laughs> okay I'll tell you exactly what I do okay. I learned recently okay this is what I do I wash my hair twice a week maybe once a week okay what I do is I make sure I put in a lot of conditioner and I have one of those combs in the shower comb mm. it through in the shower okay mm-hmm. so then you have a lot of conditioner in it then I get out dry my hair whatever I got this like kind of like coconut oil type like curl product shit and I put that in when it's damp then it looks really good I actually forgot to put it in today so it does not look as good but it kind of keeps the frizz away and then um I live my life and when I go to sleep I got one of these caps where the inside is silk and you put your hair up in that and it'll just be slightly less frizzy and I'm kind of in a weird place with my hair because it's kind of like I don't know it's maybe getting too long and then it like kind of gets frizzy a lot so I put it up in high ponies a lot and I'm kind of over that whole thing that I've been doing although it is fun sometimes so I'm sort of trying to find my uh current style maybe I should get a haircut because I haven't got one in a year but that is my routine and I highly recommend it wow um I have some listener cues about beauty yeah can I get your takes of Um, course okay um, wow, the polar vortex really messed up my T-zone. Oh. What should I do? <laughs> okay, T-zone, right. So this, okay, I think you gotta make sure you're moisturizing your face. Right. I got this big tub of Pond's facial moisturizer, mm-hmm. and I'm so happy I did. Having facial moisturizer is important, and some people make fun of it because they want to make fun of women and, like, the lotions, and I saw this girl do a stand-up set about making fun of how much women are advertised to use lotions and blah, 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 but that shit will keep you fresh. That's an amazing answer. Thank you. Okay, here's a question from Kevin. I want to dye my hair white like Steve Martin, but no one supports my decision. What should I do? <laughs> wow, Kevin, honestly, that sounds fucking awesome. I would say trust your gut. You sound really cool and you probably know what you're doing. So it's probably going to look tight. Okay. And finally, we have 
a ooh an audio daily double a question from Tim in Brooklyn. Hey, so I'm a guy, and like, um, I guess my question is about like when you so like if you're a guy and like you're not like super big or like super small in terms of like muscle or just like like body fat and stuff, but like you have like like on your like like your stomach like your like you're not tight like so like what do you, like do girls like or guys I guess like like tight can you like have a if your torso isn't tight and it's like a little loose but it's not like like can you can you still be hot if you don't have like a tight tort because like I feel you can be hot and have like a tight or like be or big but if you're just like in between like then it's not like there's no um like can can someone can can I be can I can I can I be hot the way I am like that? Okay, wow, really incredible question from Tim. I really like that question. I would say I actually struggle with that same thing because I don't really work out a ton, so my body is not tight, and I constantly feel self conscious about my belly. <laughs> and um, so I don't know what the correct answer is, but I will say I'm always into guys that are kind of fat. So some girls are about that life. It's true. Um, I guess my answer is that, yeah, I think eight out of 10 girls that I know um, are exclusively into fatties. And so I don't think, <laughs> yeah, a I don't lot think of men girls need like to that. I mean, I, mean I don't want to hate on skinny dudes because I think skinny, I think everyone has something to offer. It's true. But I do think that chubby dudes are, got, you know, they're kind of having a time and it's like, that shit's cool. It's kind of like, you know, kind of feels like, what's the word? Sort of like natural, sort of like maybe that's some caveman shit, some primal shit. Probably. They're warm. Yeah. And soft. So, well. So, but the question isn't about being a fatty. It's about oh, being about- seemingly trim, but not really liking your shirt. Like maybe when your shirt is off, you feel self-conscious that it's like... Oh, Uh, that's your tummy. I think that's what he's getting at more. Um, And to that, I will say um, it's okay. Yeah, (laughs) it's not a big deal. (laughs) I like that because I don't know what to say because I also struggle with that. So Mm -hmm. I don't know what to say. But I thank you, Mary, for sort of coming in, sort of coming in hot with that. I think if we could be okay with our bodies, we could be okay with ourselves. And that's what inner beauty is really about. I think it's really important to remember that no one is looking at you ever. Yeah, no one actually (laughs) gives a shit about you. And um, (laughs) it's really hard to find any sort of love and connection in this world. Oh, yeah. You know. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, no. It's it's easy to find love and connection. Yeah, of course. Of course. Notices your flaws because you're the only person that thinks your nose does that thing or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Thanks, Faria. Thanks, Mary. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.